You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place we expect a ghost to like to walk around. Hey, I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host, JC. With me today is the Okay, Kiki. Yeah, I've been allowed out of my house Mm -hmm. to return to work under very strict CDC guidelines. Uh Uh-huh. I will have you know that my temperature was taken today when I went into work. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, No contact uh, thermometer thingy? Yes. Because my work, they keep using an anal one. It's weird because they say it's only for me. And I... (sighs) You know, oddly enough, I think it's just my company fucking me in the ass. (laughs) Actually, my company is being very supportive and very proactive in this uh, pandemic because we sell certain uh, personal protective equipment. My company did donate everything they had to hospitals. Oh, that's great. I don't want to name them, but they're a large company. They're pretty good. I was very impressed with that move because that's quite a few dollars that they were just like, yeah, give it to the hospitals. We were given uh, face masks and gloves, and now we have the temperature thing. We have absolutely no contact with the outside world, and only five employees are allowed to be working at a time. So, Are you guys still getting trucks and shit? No, no. How busy is your like online pickup shit? We had about 80 orders on uh, Sunday. I know that between online orders and then orders that are getting delivered to the home. We're doing house delivery from our location. So, and that, that was ridiculous. Like even the UPS guy today was like, this is insane, but I mean, it's good. He's like, I'm I'm glad businesses are able to keep going, you know, and and a few people can get back to work because, well, we're... (laughs) We, we never stop working, you know? Yeah. Kudos to those guys, too, man. Those truck drivers. They're just hanging in there, you know? Kudos to all essential workers. Yes. And not just UPS and FedEx and, and our postal service, but also, like, just the friggin' truck drivers right now just trying to get stuff to us. Thankful for them, honestly. Yeah. So after all that thanking, I also mm-hmm. have to say uh, something. I'm excited. So something happened on Twitter recently, and I do want to mention it because it does affect podcasting in general. And that is, I don't know if you you caught it or not. I doubt it. JC, but because I know you've been super busy. A podcast who is pretty reputable basically read almost, in some cases, completely verbatim from another podcaster's website where she... You know, and, and eventually what, what we would like to do, too, is, you know, I have all of this written out. So what I'd like to do is share that at some point and have a website. Well, she already has a website set up. So they're doing research on the topic and they just go to her website for, the, for her podcast and basically just read almost verbatim all the research that she did. And a lot of times, um, like there have been a few times I remember distinctly telling you guys, oh, this is where I got this information from. But I have not been too good about it, actually. So I'm going to make sure that I tell you guys where everything is coming from. And also going back in our show notes, I've been redoing the old show notes anyway, adding stuff. So I'm going to make sure I add all of where my sources are coming from. So if you want to read the books that I read or the articles that I read or go to the you know websites that I've used, then you guys know where we're getting our stuff from. Because, you know, I basically had said about this issue, what is the point of podcasting if you're just going to read somebody else's work verbatim? Yeah, I mean, that's still like, that's, in my opinion, still plagiarism. Because you're taking somebody else's work 
without uh, acknowledgement or what, even if there is acknowledgement, I doubt that the original creator is getting any money. Oh yeah, we got it from here, but I don't know. I'm I'm upset right now. This seems like a very shitty thing to do. They they did wind up, and this is the thing too, is that they wound up giving the, the person some credit, but I'm like, what difference does it make though if you literally just read it verbatim? Yeah. Everybody kind of has caught on that when we do our state episodes, we're basically, you know, doing it on the fly and like having fun with it and looking stuff up as we're doing it. No, I do weeks of research. <laughs> weeks and weeks of in-depth research. Uh, yeah, I, I come somewhat prepared to those episodes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not, uh, I'm not really as prepared as I am when we're doing our heavy topic researching, which we have a one coming up after this, which is going to be a two-parter. And I've been, whew, man, I, I have been searching for books. And then the other problem is that right now I normally would have been able to just go grab some of these at the library, but that's closed. And then some of the books I was going to order, but they wouldn't even get here in time. Oh, it's been, it's been a biatch. So I want to mention that. And then also, um, man, it's like, how do I talk about this next subject without actually talking about it? I'm excited. Is it sex related? No, 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 it's worse than that. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. <laughs> so, okay, so let's just say, I, here we go again. I, I love talking about ghost story guys. I just do. I mean, they're good guys. Yeah, great guys and freaking love that podcast. So I was laughing my butt off because, again, back to work, but no customers. So I get to listen to podcasts all day. So I'm trying to catch up on everything. I'm listening to this one and they are talking about um, a certain type of preacher, if you will, that comes from Ireland. Oh. And then at the end of it, you know, they're talking about how much of a problem they had with audio. Like it was like the last time that they try to talk about it. And Brennan's like, you know, hashtag never forget because we cannot talk about these things. If we talk about them for whatever reason, the audio goes to shite. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny and coincidental <laughs> that the one episode that we had the major problems with, with recording, was the episode for, for the cemetery. And it mm-hmm. was such a slight, mis- slight miscalculation on my mic of having it just a little bit too loud and me being a little bit too close. And everything goes to shit. And what do we talk about in the cemetery one? Um, was it, was it, was it very? There was mention of them. <laughs> there there was definite me- mention of them. So uh, now I'm freaking out because, well, I literally decided not to do the two-part episode that I had planned on them. <laughs> like, forget it. Just forget about it. We're not, we don't need to talk about them. They're not really part of um, Pennsylvania lore anyway, other than them showing up in the cemetery uh, episode because it was the cemetery and Williamsport being of Irish and Scottish descent, you know. So anyway, uh, and now what are we doing? We are going to be talking today about (laughs) little people of Pennsylvania. So I'm really hoping that this works out okay for us. (laughs) I think it will. I'm going to do so many nice things for the little people in the forest. I know what they like now. I'm going to put a little basket of treats out for them. Please don't fuck up our audio on this one, guys, because I have nothing but nice things to say about you, okay? Well, that makes one of us. I have some bad things to say about them. As I sit here in the woods, (laughs) in the middle of the woods, uh, I suppose it is time we're going to take a break for our sponsor. And when we get back to talk about the little people of the you forest. Want me to say it? No, as I say, the little the little people of the forest, otherwise known as now you can go. Oh, you just said you were gonna say it. <laughs> we when we're not like in the room together, we have I don't know what's going on. I know it's really difficult. We need, I, thought, like, I thought you figured it out. Webcam so I could see you because I'm really good reading off of uh, Okay, so we're going to be talking about 
you, you that's kind of hysterical because you cut out right when you when say the name. Oh, Hudwood. Wow, they see you don't have anything nice to say about them, and your audio is getting completely trashed. And I'm leaving this in because that is hysterical. I'll punch a puck wudgie in its fucking face if it keeps fucking oh, my audio. Did you hear that, guy? See, now I'm gonna put some treats out for you. Okay, I have. Some I'll punch them in their face. Oh. I don't give a shit. I ain't scared of no puck wedgie. That is just mean. Anyway, yes, puck wedgies or the little the the, the wood dwarfs. Wood dwarfs? They're fucking wood goblins that fuck porcupines. What are you talking about, wood dwarfs? One of us is gonna have some really bad luck episode. It's a good thing I don't go in the forest often, and when I do, I bring my trusty fists. Which are used to punch puck wedgies. Hey there, everyone. Are you looking for a new podcast with general spooky goings on and a focus on interview style paranormal stories? Well, then you should be following the Paranormal Burrito. We're a weekly podcast that does a new interview every week where people generally tell me their ghost stories. If this sounds interesting to you, please subscribe to The Paranormal Burrito on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a sample for you now. And it was evil, and I could just feel the evil emanating it from it, and it, and it was terrifying to me. I was terrified. Please listen to The Paranormal Burrito wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back. It's good to be back. All right, so the first thing I'm going to do is give a mention to some of the books and websites that were, well, that I'm pulling my information from. I don't really know where JC got his information from. The internet. I, you know, so much of my information, it's already in there, like in my mind anyway. Like, there's no sourcing it. There's no, it just, whatever happens to come out of my stupid mouth. I'm not trying to steal from other people. I just forget. I'm not a professional researcher, okay? It's not what I do. I don't cite my sources because I'm shit. I'm a shit person. This is why I leave the research to Kiki. One of the best places I've gone to for a lot of first people's information in general has been an online resource called nativelanguages.org. And I also managed to find a Choctaw legend website firstpeople.us one of the legends was taken from legends of delaware indians and picture writing and that author was richard adams and that was uh, originally published in 1905 and then i have a couple recommendations there's a, a great kids book called the good giants and the bad puck wedgies and then there's a book called the deet katu which is Native American stories about little people from John Beerhorst. And I can put all this stuff in the show notes. And then lastly, something I came across and, and really what made this research even more difficult, in the back of a book called Love's Calendar, Lays of the Hudson and Other Poems by Charles Fenno Hoffman, at the end of this book, he has some notes and he specifically mentions the puck wedgie and that it's not a mean-spirited being, but that it's basically just a, a spirit of the forest. This has been difficult because even on the native website, it's it's like there are these little people talked about all over the place, and sometimes the word puck wedgie is used specifically, and then sometimes just little people, and then sometimes there's an even more specific word, as we'll go into when we get to the Lenny Lenape tradition. But before I get to that, I'm going to give you guys a brief overview of our Algonquian tribes, because we did talk about that a little bit in the Hawk Mountain episode. So I'm just going to refresh it and actually make that a little bit more clear, because I don't think I was clear enough in the Hawk Mountain episode. There is no Algonquian tribe in the United States, per se. There is a tribe known as Algonquin in Canada. But when we talk about, and going forward even, when we talk about Algonquian tribes here, it is referring to a group of tribes who speak a similar language. So it is an anthropological slash linguistic term. There are many 
distinct tribes who fall under this anthropological blanket term. If you're a teacher, for example, you want to tell your students anywhere in the United States to do a report on the Algonquian tribes of America, you need to be more specific. Like maybe say, research the ones in your area. And I'll give you an, an example of this because the Algonquian tribes go from California, they're called the Yurok, to the Plains, the Cheyenne, to right here outside Philly. You can go all the way back up to Maine for the Wabanaki, and there's ones down south too. So Algonquian is a term that covers many different distinct tribes. And the ones that we talk about the most here are going to be the Lenni Lenape or the Delaware and the Nanticokes, which today we're not talking about Nanticokes, but we probably will at some point. I'm going to go through a couple of legends from Algonquian tribes that are not far from here, up in New England, the Mohegan. And I also was kind of intrigued by the Muskegon tribe, the Choctaw legend. They're from Alabama and Mississippi area. They have a legend of the little people as well. And then we'll come back around to the Lenape at the end. And I think, JC, you're going to find out that... None of this makes any sense as far as puck wedgies being considered evil other than one story that I could find. Uh, false. Okay. From my extensive research into pug, puck wedgies, they are a mischievous creature. Some call them a cryptid, uh, less a, a forest spirit and more of a, a cryptoid. A living, breathing creature. That is that is the puck wedgie I did research on, and they're not necessarily referred to as the little people of the forest, little wild man of the woods that vanishes, is what a puck wedgie translates to. So they're wild little men that vanish. Also, I'd like to state that um, the puck wedgie is in Harry Potter. And is now the most evil creature in all of Harry Potter, to my knowledge. I actually don't, but they, they recently got put into a Harry Potter thingamajing. Yes, I did know about the Harry Potter thing, and it was added into the latest movies when she was talking about, J.K. Rowling was talking about magic in North America. It's, it's one of the houses, actually in the American version of Hogwarts, which I can't remember because I didn't, <clears throat> I have not watched any of the newer movies yet. I have them. I just didn't watch them yet. Um, but apparently, yes, Puck Wedgie is a house, just like Slytherin. Or... Yeah, if they're a house of a North American magical thing in Harry Potter, then how are they evil? Well, they're evil in, they're very mischievous. So from the, the stories I, I found, which are probably, you know, the shallow basic one, um, is that the Puckwudgies uh, kill people. Essentially, now I'm, I'm not going to list names because I'm sure you're going to go to that. The Puckwudgie used to be a friend of, of the Native Americans way back when. And then the Native Americans started, like, showing more give a shit or two towards a giant god. I don't know what his name was, Mao or something like that. Yeah, I got that all. And then the Pukwudgies were like, well, that's kind of shitty, dude. You should, we're friends too. So then they started trying to appeal to the humans. However, their ways of appealing to the humans usually caused distress and or harm. Because they didn't really know what they were doing. Like, they didn't know how to be nice. They were typical trickster-type gods who... I wouldn't call them gods. Well, I'm saying they fall, they fall under that, like, category of, like, trying very hard to do nice things, but it just gets completely fucked up for the person who they're trying to do nice things for. And th this is coming from New England uh, tribes that I'm about to talk about. Yeah, so... So it's not that they're evil, it's that they're mischievous, and so from what I understand is because of all the shit that happened in their past, is now they don't like humans very much, because humans essentially, hey, uh, giant guys, can you take care of these puckwidgies for us? 
I'm sure, once again, Kiki's probably going to go way more into depth on this shit. I'm just giving a very general overview. Now, well, your story, your story is on point as far as Moshup was asked to deal with, and, and I'll get into Moshup here in a second, but the basic idea is that he was asked to deal with the Pukweshis, or the little people, and uh, he did so by shaking them violently and then throwing them all over the place. Yeah. It did not actually kill all of them, and they came back and were really, really pissed off. Like, who wouldn't be? And Masha sent his sons in to deal with them, and they poisoned the sons with darts that killed them, and then eventually they kill Masha uh, in much the same manner. Um, now, what's interesting is that is one of the stories, but the other one that I'm going to tell you guys is the complete opposite of that. So it's the it's the Puck Wedgie revisionist. No, it's it's happening from the Puckwudgie point of view. So it's lies. No, no, actually it's coming from Moshup's wife's point of view. But I thought Moshup so the stories I heard was that the natives actually went to his wife and was like, "Hey, can you help us out cuz like they're burning down our our uh, villages and shit." And Moshup was like, "I really don't want to get involved. Send the kid." And then the kids went, the kids died. Moshup and his wife were like, well, now they crossed the line, you know? So they went around and started stomping some puckwudge and killed a shit ton of them. Well, it would be very difficult for Squanet, his wife, to stomp on anything because she was herself a little person. A what? She was a little person. Look, I'm just telling you a story I was told. I know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Maybe she was a little person, but like, Six foot tall instead of four foot tall. No, 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 no. Let me tell you the other version, and then you'll get an idea of who Squanet is, too. So Squanet is the wife of Moshup. Moshup is considered a cultural hero. For example, he would trap whales in order to feed the Mohegan tribes. And he's a, a transformation hero because he can turn into a whale himself. He is also a giant. Squanet, however, is actually one of the little people. And she is a powerful magician. She's also a healer for not only her own people, but for the Mohegan tribe as well. The story goes that when settlers came in, they started disrupting the Mohegan way of life. And this winds up causing a lot of problems for both the Mohegans and the little people. At one point, things get so bad for the little people. Because what's happening is that the Mohegans would not necessarily worship them, but they, they fed them. They took care of them. Things get so bad for them, too, that they wind up asking a Mohegan medicine woman to come and heal Squanet for, you know, for them. Because she is not only Moshup's wife, but she is their main healer. So according to the Mohegans, the general rules of thumb for dealing with little people are they are good spirits, but they must be treated with respect. Baskets of food have to be left for them with things like cake, corn, berries and meat and these are the things that when there was the they called it the time of bad spirits it was when the mohegans stopped giving them their goodie baskets basically the little people came at night and they'd gather their baskets and then they would take it back to their secret living quarters if you see a little person you should not look directly at them because it's considered to be rude and if they catch you staring they will point at you and root you to the ground and steal your belongings. And you shouldn't talk to them during the summer at all because they're the most active then because they're gathering things. They return the kindness of the Mohegans by teaching them to grow corn and how to use medicinal plants. And they kept the earth well for growing. I think this is going to be very interesting when we talk about the Choctaw legend in a second here because this whole concept of how to use medicinal plants comes up again with the with a slightly different version of little people. When the medicine woman went to heal Squanet, she was given a basket of goodies, which included quartz crystals, painted skins, and bunches of herbs. Now these are very important things. These are all healing things. So your, your clear quartz was worn for good luck, but rose quartz was used for healing, and painted skins with symbols were placed on the body of someone who was very sick in order to promote healing. So basically, it is a basket of medicinal goods. And uh, the little people grant favors for those who honor their ways. 
which I think is very important to consider here, they aren't mean-spirited in any way unless you deliberately anger them. So completely different story than the giant, the good giant versus the bad puck wedgies, you know, like maybe they were just pissed off because at the time, this was like maybe during the time of bad spirits when the Mohegan had stopped giving them their little baskets of goodies. But ultimately that's blamed on who? The invading colonists. So is there ever going to be an episode where we don't uh, blame Europeans for everything? No. No, because Europeans did everything wrong. Yes. I say that as a mix of just about every European country, except France. I say that as someone who is only third generation here in some cases. Yeah, the European settlement completely fucked everything up. Good times were had by no one that was already here before that. So I'm going to head down to Mississippi for a second to a Choctaw legend that talks about the little people. And like I said, sort of connects in with the Mohegan concept. So they were known as forest dwellers. Probably going to completely screw this up. It's Kawi Anukasha. Sounds right to me. Yeah, so it's not too bad. They were about two or three feet tall. And these guys lived out in the woods. They make their homes in caves and, and hidden under large rocks, which again is very similar to our little people in New England. And puck wedges in general are always said to really enjoy rocky areas and mountainous areas with a lot of rocky mountainous areas, not so much the I mean, they like the forest too, but they like hiding inside like little crevices. In Choctaw legend, when a child is two or three or four, they will often wander off into the woods, which I just love that. Yeah, we just let the kid go. It's fine. <laughs> when a small one is out of sight from his home, there's Wanakasha, who is always on the watch. They take the boy to their dwelling. Most of the time, this is going to be a cave. Mm -hmm. When they reach the cave... Kwanakasha will take him inside, and they are met by three other spirits, usually all very old, and they have long white hair. The first one will offer the boy a knife. The second one offers him a bunch of poisonous herbs. And the third offers a bunch of herbs, yielding good medicine. When I first read this story, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> are they going to kill the kid? Like, what's going on? I was very pleased to, to read the rest and find out that no, this, it was more of a test. Nobody was getting hurt. So if the child accepts the knife, he is certain to become a bad man and may even kill his friends. If he accepts the poisonous herbs, he won't be a good healer. But if he accepts the good herbs, then he's destined to become a great doctor and an important and influential man within the tribe. If this kid accepts the good herbs. Wait, are those the only three options? Yes, these it's a test. It's like So it's either you're shitty and you get to kill your friends, you're mediocre and not gonna be like the best in our small society, or you're gonna be a good guy, dude. Those are the three options. There's no like you're gonna you're gonna do good things but not medicine related. The second option, if you take the poisonous herbs, then you're just not what they're looking for. You're going to be a good person, but you're not going to be a healer. What they're looking for is the boy that takes the last, the good herbs, okay? Because now the little people take the boy out into the wilderness and train him to become a doctor. They give him curative powers and they train him in how to manufacture medicine. And the child remains with them for three days after which he is returned. And then he has all of this knowledge. Again, the little people are not bad in Choctaw legends either. And then hold on, I thought this was really cute at the end of it all. The little people are never seen by common Choctaws. Only Choctaw prophets and herb doctors claim to be able to see them and hold any kind of communication with them at all. And then during the darkest nights, all kinds of weather, you can see a strange light wandering around the woods. And that means that there's a doctor out there with their little people helpers looking for special herbs in order to treat and cure sick tribesmen. I thought that was adorable. All right, so here's, here's my question. All puckwudgies are little people, but are all little people puckwudgies? And herein lies the problem I was talking about. What? That, that I mentioned before. When, when you're studying the first people's ideas of little people, puckwudgie 
is used in this area to describe a little person. And I'm getting to this, the very next story is going to be one from the Delaware tribe, from the Lenape tribe. And they are still described as little people. The word is like interchangeable with little person. I'm not exactly sure why in the end, Pukwudgie is seen as like this malevolent and terrible thing. Because even the Lenape have this wonderful story that I'm going to tell you about how Pukwudgie slash little people helped somebody. And that just furthers my confusion as to why. Like it, it, there's, there's these wonderful stories about how little people in the forest are you, you have to be wary of them. You should be kind to them. You should follow very strict rules around them, but that they're not necessarily bad spirits at all. And But then on the same website that I use for a lot of this information, it'll say like, if you're disrespectful to a puck wedgie, they'll like throw you off a cliff, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, that's what's making me think like, so think of it in like the, the fairy lore. Like there's a no, lot of different no, types of fairies. No, no. Don't say it. It's it's a myth. It's okay. None of it's real. These things don't exist. Okay. Okay, and listen. If they do, I'll punch them in the face. I'll add them to my list of things that if they want to fight me, bring it on. Um, After the issues that we had with our audio and then hearing other people having the same problem, there's a level of respect there. Okay. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> okay. I get that. But at the same time, I need to make this comparison and I'm going to use the words because I'm not scared. So being scared is about being respectful. You're going to have, you know what? Look, I've just, I got my little basket of treats I'm putting outside after this episode. and I'll put a little basket of treats outside too. It's going to be my fists. I will, I will take a picture of what I am putting outside. I'm dead serious. Okay. So if we're talking about an entire spectrum of creatures that that the natives called little people and if we take that and compare it to an irish legend of an entire spectrum of creatures that go by a name that starts with f that's better would the puckwudgie just not be the let's say goblin of the other mythos or the um i don't actually want to say an actual thing's name because you're gonna murder me i'm already I'm having some audio issues because thousands of people have talked about this stuff with absolutely no repercussions whatsoever <laughs> as they've made movies about them so uh puckwudgies are basically like goblins and um from fairy lore but i don't think that's the case at all no i think that what happened was colonists came over here took some of this information and took one story from the Mohegan tribe and ran with it. Well, I'm not saying like, so from the Native Americans thing, the Pukwudgie is a piece of a much larger pie of creature. And I think you're, you're talking about the entire type of creature society. I don't think all Puck, I think all Pukwudgies are little people, but not all little people are Pukwudgie. See, that's, that's the problem though. Um, I don't think it is a problem. I think I just solved it. No, 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 no. Because if that were true, then, then okay, the story that I'm going to tell you, that the, the Lenny Lenape story about Wemetsnugis, which is just their word for Pukwudgie. See, this is the other problem, too, is that Pukwudgie is, is linguistically can be broken down into like three or four different words, like you had talked about what the meaning is. Yeah, it's, it, I still have it up. It's, Little man of the wood that vanishes. Right. That's so it seems to be a all very of these, specific. Though. It's not though. One. Not not from my reading. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it's this is this got actually more confusing than I anticipated because I thought this was like a cut and dry. Okay, I'm just going to study puckwood. Oh no, no. What we wind up doing is you're studying little people of the forest with different names. They're all the same thing. It's just that depending on what tribe you're in they're going to have a different name because see linguistically we're talking about Algonquian tribes having very similar language doesn't mean they all have the same language which I should probably have said too is that each one of these tribes speaks its own language so I'm going to talk about confusion uh yeah it's been it's been great I thought this was going to be an easy easy time but it's not Man, I read I read a, another cryptozoologist's take on Puckwedgie, and he went into like all this stuff about how 
evil they were and blah 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think so. You know, I just don't think so. What what makes you think that they're not I'm not gonna say I don't wanna say that they're evil, but what makes you like have that stance where you're like they're not evil? Because I wouldn't argue I'd just be like, well they're mischievous. That would be my argument. They're not evil, they're mischievous. For example, this person's take on it from a cryptozoological stance was that they cannot be trusted, you run the other way, you can't engage with them, you can't blah, 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 blah. And all these bad things are going to happen. It went back, it went exactly back to the whole, they'll throw you off a cliff, you know. Yeah. If you hear someone calling your name in the woods, don't go because they're probably just trying to get you in, into a trap. He's not talking about when to go or he is specifically talking about puck wedgie and i'm like but did you read the other stories because i feel like especially with squanet she clearly is a puck wedgie she is a little person of the forest so here's the thing take it like tribes just like native americans uh were split up into tribes let's say there is an entire race called little people and all of them look and act basically the same but they're all split up via tribe. So the Pukwudgie tribe in Northwestern America decided to be shitheads, while the tribe down in PA, they never became shitty. So the little people in different areas might act different. They might be the same creature, but they might act different. Could it be something like that? Is it different tribes describing the same thing differently because of how they might have acted towards that? creature what was that native the native american tribe god damn it i need to like well it's one that we haven't even really talked about yet the actual word puck wedgie it's very strange because it comes back to it'll say oh it's found in like delaware and whamma wampanoag folklore i probably butchered that word but as i've always you're reading a wikipedia (laughs) puck wedgie is mentioned specifically in longfellow's poem the song of hiawatha Mm -hmm. again a a story you know made by a colonist he says uh, after reading stories from the ojibwa which are algonquian as well we didn't really talk about them this is what was so confusing too is is in doing this is that if you go to the wemetanugas which is wood dwarf for the lenape okay and the and the muncie related figure shows up as a puck wedgie the tribe technically is the anishinaabe okay but even like in my Nate on the native language.org website, they'll say they're mis- mischievous, but generally nice creatures, right? As far as Wemetsunogus. And then if you go to Puck Wedgie itself on here, there's like a bajillion different spellings. Some of them begin with the letter B. <laughs> they're not even close, you know? And it says they're magical little people of the forest in Algonquian folklore, similar to gnomes, okay? I'll mention gnomes. I, I like gnomes. Gnomes are great. Again, even in it, the Ojibwa say that they are mischievous, but good-natured. They play tricks on people sometimes, but they're not dangerous. And the Ebenake, a northeastern Algonquian tribe, again uses the word Pukwedji and still says they can be dangerous, but only to people who treat them disrespectfully. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the New England tribe that I was just talking about, the Mohegan. They'll say... They're exactly the same thing. Basically good natured. They can be dangerous and play harmful tricks, but they're generally not bad. And this, again, is the dichotomy where they're, they are the enemy of Mashup in one story, but they give the Mohegan tribe all this nice, these nice things. They actually go to them and, and beg them to come help heal Squanet, who is their head healer who's also the wife of Mashup. So, like, on one side, you're like, oh, we're going to shake the shit out of these little fuckers and we're going to stomp on them and kill them. Oh, but no. You know, we need your help. And then they they give it freely. Help them, you know, to save Squanet. I know what you're trying to get at. I know that you want it to be a cut and dry. Like, puck wedgies are just a different offshoot of little people. But they're not. They're all, even on on this website clearly says and this is from first people's stories okay it will say that it translates to little people 
or little ones in every single case. So whenever we're talking about little people, we can talk about puck wedgies. In your face, JC. <laughs> okay. Hey, look, I just, you say the things I find flawed. You're doing your job. You're, you're making me make better points, I guess. I don't know. But, but let me tell you this last little story real quick, because it's, it's very sweet in a way. <laughs> and, and it has a moral. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, again, Lenny Lenape. So this is our area here. They call them the Wema Tanugas. Still the same thing as a puck witch, according to the Native Americans themselves. So the story goes that once there was a man among the Delaware tribe that had the most beautiful eyes anyone had ever seen. But he used his beauty to influence other young men into gambling instead of hunting or taking part in war, which I don't know. I see. I'm like, really? You don't want to take part? You'd rather gamble than take part in war? What the hell is wrong with you? So great was his influence on the youngsters in the tribe that the chief of gamblers, known as Chepaya Puthwa, became jealous, left his home in the moon to come and play with him. When Chepaya Puthwa came, he was not recognized by anyone. He asked to play the best gamblers in the tribe. Naturally, the gorgeous-eyed man came to play, and soon it was only he and Chepaya Puthwa that were left at the table. After a final round of heavy betting, Chepaya Puthwa had won everything and the gorgeous-eyed man had lost all he possessed. Chapayaputhwa says to him, See what a pile of riches I have? Look at the robes, the feathers, and the wampum. See here, there's more wampum than any man in your tribe even possesses. I will stake everything there against your eyes on just one more game. The gorgeous-eyed man couldn't resist the temptation. Played and lost. Chapayaputhwa revealed who he was, took the gorgeous eyes from him. Before leaving, he said, my young friend, if you had made better use of your eyes, you would have them still. Because he was a dick. (laughs) After this, the man dwelt in a very small home, all by himself, deserted by his friends. But one day, a boy came to him and asked him why he had no friends. And he replied, I had many, but all have deserted me now that I'm blind. I used to be a great gambler, but Chapayaputhwa came from the moon and won everything I had and finally won my eyes. The boy asks, if you had your eyes back, would you make better use of them than before? Of course, the man says, yes, I, I would try and serve my people better. But who are you, boy? You would ask me such a strange question. The boy replies, I am Wamatsunukis, and I will go and I will get your eyes and put them back. And you can see as well as you did before, but you must never gamble again. So Wamatsunukis makes his way to the moon, and the people were having a party. Among them, he saw an old woman wearing the gorgeous eyes strung around her neck. He asked to see them closer, and once he had them in his possession, he revealed who he was, and no one dared to stop him, which I think is very interesting that even the gambler in the moon did not attempt to stop a puck wedgie <laughs> from taking anything. Yeah, that's because the puck wedgie would push him off a goddamn cliff. The gorgeous eyes were restored to the man, and after, he followed the hunt and went on war parties and never gambled again. The moral of the story is, you should never become vain if you chance to be beautiful, for it is the use one makes of beauty that brings happiness or distress. So, according to the Lenape, Wamatsunukis, or otherwise known as Pukwedji, otherwise known as Little People, uh, they had a lot of power, and they were kind, and uh, kind enough to give this particular person a second chance when he blew it. What'd you say about that? I say that they still push people off cliffs, <laughs> and that they're probably still not something that's, like, great to have around. Because, and hear me again, they've pushed people off cliff only if they were mean and didn't follow the no rules. only if they offended them how can you you could just be hiking and step on its favorite fucking stick oh well now we gotta get rid of you <laughs> see i i feel like it's a lot more than that especially since there's like rules and regulations to follow i mean even the mohegan gave you those rules I think, and, and, and generally speaking, I think I went over this before in Hawk Mountain, was that if you're disrespectful, and we talked about, well, in today's society, what's disrespectful to someone who's living out in the woods? Well, you know, you're just throwing your trash out there. Maybe you're just being a total 
jerk and like spray painting rocks and being stupid, you know, they probably aren't going to like that very much. They're going to like you. Well, you're going to have to learn to like, otherwise they're going to, they're going to find these fists. And if they are truly magical and powerful enough, like I said, that even Chapayaputhwa up in the moon didn't want to fuck with them, then what makes you think you're going to be able to punch one in the face? Positive can do attitude. <laughs> if I know I can't lose, I'm not going to lose. It's just like how in, in D&D, um, dwarfs are immune to, to most magical um, attacks because they just know that that's not how magic works. And I know they're not actually immune. They just get a saving bonus, whatever. But in, in the lore, dwarfs are like, nah, magic don't exist. Well, now I'm a dwarf, so fuck off with your magic, you midget little porcupine that fucked a goblin. Because that's what they look like. Little ugly ass porca goblins. Wow. I'll punch them in their face. I don't give a shit. I am going to send them out a nice little basket of goodies. And my take on that is there's no harm in doing it, right? I mean, to me, this is very much like a scenario from Bodhi or even, you know, setting fire to the Ouija board that we talked about before. Like, do you want to try to do those things? Do you, do you want to take an item from Bodhi knowing that it's supposedly a cursed place and it, that object's going to give you bad luck? Do you want to try those odds? Or do you want to set fire to the, to the Ouija board to see if, you know, spirits are released? I don't really want to try those things, you know, just, just because what if it's true? I feel like the, the downside is much worse than the, like, not doing it at all. In the flip side... Okay, if I get some berries and, you know, a piece of cornbread and something to put outside, I'm not really harming anything. And worst case scenario, if hook wedgies don't exist, uh, then I just fed some of my animals, like my foxes that I know I have. I have five. There's five babies. There was one hiding. Always. It was really funny. Like, this happened another year when I finally got a video of Mama Fox out here, and it looked like there was only four, and then, oh, here comes the fifth one out. I was like, son of a bitch. But anyway, so worst case scenario, animals eat, and I'm not going to put anything poisonous out there, obviously, so I'm just feeding the animals. You know, but but the mere act of doing it sort of is like a, a good luck charm, if you will. Like, you know, hey, Puck Wedgies, you know, I talked about you a lot. I did a lot of research. Here's my little basket of respect. And if you don't exist, um, then I just fed the squirrels, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's no harm in putting out some food for especially with where you live. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm, like, uh, I'm like, yeah, this, this place could be crawling with, literally crawling with little forest people. I mean, or just animals. Here's the thing. I still only believe in the things I've seen, which are shadow people and possibly ghosts. Everything else I'm incredibly skeptical of. Oh, and squonks. I believe in squonks. And that's because I need to believe in squonks because they're My God. they are glory incarnate. Glory. Like everything else I, I'm incredibly skeptical of. Like I know I'm, I'm <laughs> I'll punch one in the face. I don't really think that these things. Exist. So, I mean, if they do, cool. I guess I'm fucked. If not, which is my main belief, then I'm going to continue living my life. So yay on little people of the forest. I think the best thing to do is um, if you do happen to see something that sounds like that, then just walk away. <laughs> just don't engage. That's, that's the lesson that I've learned through reading all of it. Or walk away, but also maybe like, you know, put something out for them once in a while, especially since we are in like their, well, I personally right now am definitely in their territory. So I had our musical guest was all lined up for a two-parter that I intended on doing about little people not from this area, which I am doing. <laughs> I personally will not say it because I swear that every time I say it, my audio is going to get like screwed up with me. Well, why don't you try saying it? There's my new, there's my new superstition. No, I'm not even going to, no. It, the, after the last time, no. I'm worried about the audio right now. Like, I'm worried that it's going to be shit when I go to listen to it, so. Wait, how does this sound? Fairy. No. Fae-foe. I'm not doing it. Our musical guest instead will be for this episode, and it still holds true. And I'm super excited, too, because we're going back to uh, one of the first groups that said yes to being on the show. And that is Foghorn Lonesome out of Stockholm, Sweden. 
And I just saw today that they are in the studio and it looks like they're going to have a couple of new songs coming out pretty soon. So I'm super excited because I love them. And this song is called Ghost of the Oak. Still fits in with our little people here in our area because we're talking about the woods. Mm -hmm. You're going to enjoy Ghosts of the Oak from Foghorn Lonesome. And when we get back, we'll do shout outs. Uh, spooky squad news which we actually have news i'm so excited and um yeah we'll be right back So, welcome back, Spookster. We have our first Patreon supporter. Thank you, Kata. You have done it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You're fantastic. Yes, it is fantastic. If you would also like to join the squad, head on over to patreon.com slash missionspooky. We have tiers at the $1 and $5 level. With more to come. Yeah, we're, we got some good stuff coming, and uh, it's the only silver lining to quarantine at this point is me trying to work on that, and JC and I've been, yeah, we got some cool <laughs> stuff planned. Shut up, JC. You're working on it. Technically, you're working on it. Shut up. And, uh, so one single dollar gets your shout out on the cast, and it also gives you access to our booper reels. Now, the cool thing is that I am already going to have another set of booper reels up, and then I'll have another right afterwards, because Oh my god, JC, um, yeah, uh, you, you, you said a lot of really stupid shit. Can't wait. I've said a lot of very wise, wonderful things, okay? The $5 level is going to get you access to our new movie, movie reviews, which we were planning on doing in June of 2020, but we can actually now bump that up. So our first one is going to be in May. And if you, uh, if you join the $5 level, then you will automatically be told what the movie is going to be so you can watch it before you listen to the review because it will not be spoiler free all right if you're new jersey or pa based band and would like to be featured on the podcast please give us a shout out over at uh instagram or twitter you're going to get me if you have any pa or new jersey ghost stories that you want to share with us our email is mission spooky podcast all one word at gmail.com you can feed Feel free to email us other questions or comments on previous episodes as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mission Spooky and on our Facebook page with JC Rules with an iron fist of mercy. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Just be kind. Also rate and review us on Podchaser. Podchaser, if you guys aren't hooked into that yet, it really does help get us some more notice. Podchaser is relatively new, but it's gonna probably wind up giving us more notice than iTunes. So um, if you don't mind going over there and giving us little shout outs and, and following us, it's, it's a great site for basically getting all the podcasts in one place where you're reviewing them. And I don't know, I feel like it's going to be a little bit more important than iTunes down the road. Um, that, those, those are some fighting words. Well, you know, it's just, it's a thing. It's a whole, it's a whole thing with iTunes. I just, we actually have slightly more listeners on Spotify, which you can also follow us on Spotify. So I don't really have any shout outs this week, though. You know what? Thank everyone. All of you <laughs> beautiful sons of guns. You're all fantastic and wonderful. And you're the reason I, I get up in the morning. Without you, I'd be nothing but an empty shell of... Aren't you already just an empty shell? Of... Kind of, but like, <laughs> I have I have the hopes and dreams of all of our viewers and listeners um, as I'm, I'm slowly draining their motivations to live. I mean, keep listening, guys. 
not a psychic vampire. My shout out is to us, actually, because can you legally can you shout yourself out? There has to be laws. Fuck yeah, this. it's happening right now. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna shout ourselves out because we are slowly demonetizing the podcast in general. So right now, uh, you've got episodes one through nine, I think, now are commercial free. So if you're wanting to get your friends involved now, give them something to listen to during quarantine. Now's a great time to do it because episodes one through nine are commercial free. We did take out episodes two, three, and 3.5 because I have something very special that's going to be going on with them. And uh, I'm not going to say anything further. It's just they're going to be used elsewhere down Wait, could, the road. Could you at least tell me? <laughs> What's going on with those episodes, Kiki? <laughs> Did you already tell me and I just forgot because I'm a piece of shit? Sorry, it's stupid microphone tonight. It's just really worrying me. You know what? It's probably those fairies. No, shut up. See? You're jinxing everything. <laughs> I'll punch them in their stupid fairy faces. Oh my gosh, no, please. <laughs> Look, I have to, I'm going to have to put extra things out there now. Damn it. I like how you have to make up for my stupidity. I, yeah, I feel like I do, yes. Anyway, I yes, I'll 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 tell you later what what's happening with. The I'll tell you later what's happening with the podcast. You don't need to know right now. It's, everything's okay. fine. <laughs> We're all fine. We're all fine here. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so anyway, on that note, taking us out again is Foghorn Lonesome with Ghosts of the Oak, and you can find uh, their music on Spotify, and you can find all of the musical guests that we have on our. Spotify playlist. Mission Sp- if you look up Mission Spooky and then we're have it under uh, 2020. Anyway, just remember, guys, stay spooky. Don't die. But if you do, contact us. If you could contact us via and be polite when you do this, but right here's what I need you to do: get a crisp twenty dollar bill out of your wallet, okay, and write a message on that. And send it to me, and that's how you're gonna get in contact. I'm not gonna give an address. No, no, figure it out. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs>